this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. It was the very beginning of the year 1912. A giant chunk of ice broke off a glacier in southwest Greenland. The ice was made up of the snow that had fallen about 100,000 years before the event. That was the time when mammoths were still roaming the planet. The iceberg started its journey. It was a huge thing. More than 1,700 feet long, it weighed around 75 million tons. It was also a very peaceful chunk of ice. It steered clear of ships and busy transport routes, not that there were many in the place where the iceberg was born. And then, it somehow floated much further to the south than other bergs did. Our iceberg was locking. Others melt long before they get to these latitudes. Out of 15,000 to 30,000 icebergs that drift away from Greenland's glaciers, only 1% ever makes it all the way to the Atlantic. That's why it's so amazing that in April, our iceberg The Traveler was already more than 5,000 miles away from the Arctic Circle. Even after melting into the water for months, this block of ice still weighed an impressive 1.5 million tons. It's almost twice as much as the Golden Gate Bridge. The iceberg's top part was towering over the surface of the ocean for more than 100 feet. And still, if you noticed it floating next to your ocean liner, it would have looked harmless, but only at first glance. Like only a tiny part of a jumbo piece of ice. The largest part of any iceberg is always hidden under the surface. A mere one-tenth is normally visible above the water. And the berg we're talking about wasn't an exception. Several days before our iceberg made it to the Atlantic Ocean, a magnificent ship left port. It was a luxurious steamship carrying more than 3,000 passengers and crew members. At that time... We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. It was the largest ship ever built. The liner was called the Titanic. It was considered unsinkable. At the very beginning of its journey, it nearly collided with the steamship New York. Luckily, the Titanic managed to pass by the other vessel with a couple of feet to spare. The people crowding the liner's decks let out a collective sigh of relief. Little did they know what was awaiting them in the nearest future. 
Meanwhile, the iceberg was approaching the area the Titanic was going to cross on its way to New York. It happened on April 14th, when the ship was in the North Atlantic Ocean, 370 miles away from Newfoundland. At about 11.40 p.m., people who were still awake on board the Titanic toppled down, pushed over by some mysterious and powerful force. Those who had already gone to bed got catapulted to the floor. Both the passengers and crew members were screaming, panicky, and confused. Just minutes before the commotion started, an iceberg had appeared right in front of the ship. It was our wandering iceberg. Why hadn't the crew noticed it earlier? There might have been several reasons. I'll tell you about them a bit later. Anyway, once the liner collided with a huge chunk of ice, it was doomed. Unable to divert its course, the ship ruptured at least five of its hull compartments. They started to fill with water with alarming speed. The Titanic's compartments weren't capped at the top. That's why the water spilled over and started to flood each succeeding one. The front of the ship began to sink, causing the back part to lift vertically into the air. And then, with a deafening roar, the liner broke in half. The rest is history. But few people know what happened to the iceberg after the ship had hit it. It gets us back to the question of why no one had spotted the floating ice mountain until it was too late. Let's track the events of that fateful day. At around 6 p.m., Captain Smith finally decides to change the Titanic's course. He's been receiving iceberg warnings throughout the entire day. The ship starts to head further to the south, but the speed remains the same. At 9.40 p.m., another ship informs Titanic about a vast ice field packed with icebergs. Unfortunately, this message never reaches the liner's bridge. At about 11 p.m., yet another steamship radios Titanic. They say the ice has surrounded them, making their ship stop. This message also gets ignored. Meanwhile, most of the passengers on the luxury liner have already retired to their rooms. At 11.35... The sailors in Titanic's crow's nest notice the iceberg. They ring the bell three times, which means something's ahead. Then they call the bridge. The engines get reversed, and the doors to the supposedly watertight compartments close. Just five minutes later, the huge liner's starboard side collides with the iceberg. The mailroom begins to fill with water. Soon other reports come. They don't sound encouraging at least five other compartments are flooded. It becomes clear Titanic has just a few hours before it sinks. The night was exceptionally calm, with no moonlight, no wind, and no waves. And since the waves weren't breaking against the iceberg, it was difficult to perceive the giant. But there's also a theory that what sank Titanic was a blackbird. If you had to draw an iceberg, I bet it would be a white, towering chunk of ice covered with snow. But those who have visited Antarctica know that icebergs come in millions of hues. They can be multicolored, patterned, or striped like candies. Icebergs can also be black. There are two ways such an unusually colored shard of ice can form. First, the ice might be extremely pure, with no air bubbles or cracks whatsoever. In this case, there's nothing to scatter the light. The iceberg will absorb it all and look black. Or an erupting volcano can cover a glacier with volcanic ash. Then the ice that breaks off this glacier will be dark-colored too. 
Experts don't know the true reason why Titanic's iceberg looks so dark or whether it was really the case. But one of the sailors who was in the crow's nest testified the ice was black. The other said it was either gray or dark gray. There's nothing exciting or mysterious about the so-called blackbirds. They're icebergs that roll over after their top part is melted, which changes the weight distribution. If their lower part is smooth enough to absorb light, they look dark. Plus, they usually aren't exposed to the air long enough for the white frost to build up. But let's say this theory is wrong, and the iceberg wasn't actually black. And still, the only reason why you see things is because light gets reflected from them. The less light there is, the less likely you are to notice something. The ocean surface will always reflect the moon and starlight. But an irregularly shaped, almost vertical iceberg will have fewer chances of doing so. That's why it'll look almost black against the glimmering water surface. At night, icebergs can be rather difficult to detect without a radar. In any case, our iceberg wasn't noticed in time. Titanic crashed into it and sank. End of story? Apparently not. On April 15th, the German ocean liner SS Prinz Albert was sailing through the North Atlantic. It was traveling a few miles away from the place where Titanic had sunk several hours before. The German ship's chief steward, who hadn't learned about the disaster yet, saw an iceberg. What drew his attention was a fairly large streak of red paint going along the iceberg's base. Surprised, the man took a photo of his discovery. He thought the paint meant a ship hit the iceberg during the past 12 hours. The next person who saw the infamous chunk of ice and took its photo was the captain of the vessel used to lay deep-sea telecommunications cables. The ship was sent to help in the area where Titanic had sunk. The captain later claimed the iceberg he had seen had been the only one in that area. Plus, the red paint. It wasn't difficult to connect the dots. In 2015, one of these photos was sold at auction for more than $32,000. And still, experts are unsure whether the image really shows the infamous block of ice. It might be another innocent iceberg that was floating nearby at that time.